Hello, my name is Jack Russell. And for the last 36 years, I've been working in the field of personal development. And I wish I knew then what I know now. Nine positive principles for you to pay forward to nine people. Throughout our lives, we've all had role models. And uh, I've had many, but just to name a few. Um, the first is John Ridgway, who was a captain in the paratroop regiment. He was also in the special air service, and he set up an outdoor centre called the John Ridgway School of, of Adventure. I was 19 back in uh, 1986, and I worked with him for a year, and he had three principles. And those three principles have remained with me for all of these years. The first was positive thinking, and you know, always looking at the positive side of life. The second was self-reliance, always making sure that you could look after yourself before you could look after others. And his third was leaving people and places better than you find them. Another role model was somebody called John Potter, who would come and work on our eight-day leadership programs, the Rotary Youth Leadership Award. And he would often talk about uh, 10 personal principles of excellence. And again, those are some of the, the areas that I'd like to share with you. And last but by no means least, my father, who was a colonel in the army. And I remember going to Buckingham Palace with him when I was a, a young child of, of kind of eight years old and watching him get an MBE for the services he had um, given to, to so many others. Always inspired by his positive attitude, by his uh, motivation. You know, always wanted to know how to get into adventure as a result of, of, of being with him on some crazy adventures. So before we start, I thought it might be interesting to see what public office has as their principles. And there are seven principles called the Nolan Principles. And I would just like to share with you these seven principles. These are the principles that anyone in public office should hold dear to, to themselves and, and should apply to themselves. The first is selflessness. And I mean, totally selfless in, in everything you do. The second is integrity. You know, being in integrity, having integrity, and not being out of it. The third is objectivity. You know, being very objective, um, not becoming too subjective about situations. The fourth is accountability. The fifth is openness. The sixth is honesty. An interesting one when we look at our, our political um, establishments. And the seventh is leadership. Just to recap on those, selflessness, integrity, objectivity, accountability, openness, honesty, and leadership. And on my programs, when I ask people to look at uh, people in public office and see if they hold those principles dear, often people turn to me and they say, no, they don't. And here we are. I'd like to share with you my nine principles for life. And I wonder if you could really um, challenge yourself to remember all of these nine. I'll be as clear as I can and um, talk through each one in a bit of detail. So the first is to focus on a compelling future. You know, the future is where we spend the rest of our lives, and it's a really good place to get interested in. How many times do you see people or hear people who live in the rearview mirror talking about what they used to do? I know I quite often do that, but the future is where we need to be. How can we get really excited about the future? How can we get interested in it? 
um, I ask people often to really sit down and to develop their goals, to create a vision board, to look at how exciting the future can be, work out what it is you want or need in the future, um, develop your purpose, uh, you know, understand why you're here, um, what gives you meaning, what, uh, what drives you, understand your passion, what are you passionate about? You know, what gets you excited, gets you to jump out of bed in the morning? And what are your plans? Where are you going? There's a part in our brain, and I've talked about this uh, in the first of the podcasts, called your reticular activating system, your RAS. And it's like a heat-seeking missile. If you visualize whatever it is you want to have in life, you can see it, you can believe it, and you can manifest it. Too many people don't use that powerful part of their brain to visualize what it is they want or need. And the more you think about things, the more you bring them to you, the more you attract them to yourselves. But be specific about what it is you want. So the question is, do you focus on a compelling future? Is the future bright for you? The second principle I'd love to share with you is the one I've already talked about from John Ridgway. It's having a positive mindset. Do you work with empowering beliefs? Do you use positive language? Can you reframe situations? Um, can you see the good in people? And can you see the good in most situations? Do you have a growth mindset that says failure is just a chance to, to learn? That lovely analogy of the word fear, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. For most of us, things will never happen, but we have this inner chimp that often looks at being catastrophic, um, looks at being paranoid and worried about things going wrong. So look for the positive in people. Look for the positive in every opportunity. I was at university in um, Plymouth, and I remember uh, 28 students were asked if anyone wanted to go and study psychology in America. And every single student turned around and said, no, why would I want to leave the UK and go to America for a year? I was the only one that said yes. But every single time that we think, and remember, we have 60,000 thoughts a day with 100 billion connections, Every time we think about things, we start to lay down a hard wiring system in our brain. I love the story also of a little old lady on the London Marathon, and I was running along, and she overtook me. And I was so annoyed, I caught up with her, and I said, excuse me, do you mind if I ask how old you are? And she turned around and said, I'm 85 years young. Stop talking and keep up. Do you have a positive mindset? Could we get people to be more positive how many times do we turn the news on and everything's so negative? Let's get people with a really positive mindset. So remember, the first was to focus on a compelling future. The second is a positive mindset. The third principle is self-reliance. Can you rely on you? Are you reliable? Do you say uh, what you'll do and, and do what you say? Or are you like many people in this society? They're a little bit flaky. They say one thing and do another. Do you develop your skill, your knowledge, and your attitude? Do you know how to do? Do you know what to do? And do you really want to do things? I always use that classic cliche of, of being on the aircraft, and they ask you to put your oxygen mask on first. But they do that for a reason. Because if you can look after yourself, then you can start looking after others. So I always say to people, you know, look after number one before you look after number two. Be selfish to be selfless. Too many people in our society at the moment are 
totally out for themselves. It's me, 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 get what I can have. But when we give to others through being self-reliant, it's very powerful. A trip I did to the North Pole back in 2001, I noticed that a lot of people had paid a lot of money to, to go up there to the pole. But actually what I realized is that if I was able to look after myself, I was able to then to give to others. And in a really hostile environment, temperatures of minus 40, when you can look after yourself, you can give to the others. So what do you do to look after you? You know, Are you your best version so that you can give to others? Self-reliance, number three. Number four is leave people and places better than you find them. I was blown away last Saturday. I was driving along a road in Devon in the UK and I saw a guy picking up litter. Now, he wasn't just picking up a little bit of litter. He'd spent days and days picking up litter. And this guy had bags and bags on the side of the road and he was going to recycle it. And I was so impressed that I did a U-turn and went back and I said to him, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And he said, well, do you want to live amongst this? I said, no, of course I don't. And he said, well, I'm doing something about it. And I think if you can leave people and places better than you find them, it's the most powerful thing to do in, in our world today. And as I talked to him, you know, I felt absolute sense of, of inspiration, um, made me emotional to think that he'd given up his, his time with no fuss just to start looking after others. So every interaction you have with somebody, do you get the best out of them? You know, do you get them to be their best version of themselves? Do you get out in nature? You know, most of us, you know, live on land, sea or air. Um, do we really get the best from our, our, our environment? Um, many people tell me how wonderful they are with their carbon footprints, that they drive, you know, electrical cars, but then five minutes later, they're booking flights abroad. How is your carbon footprint? I spend a lot of time camping in the outdoors. And there's a lovely way to look at it. And often I see signs saying, take any photographs and leave any footprints. Do you appreciate nature? And more importantly, do you appreciate people that live within nature? The fifth value is live your values. Our values are the most valuable thing we have. Um, there are our principles, our standards, and our qualities. Our principles are the way that we live our life. They are our behaviours, our beliefs, our truths, our foundations. Our standards are how we live our lives. They're the level of quality, the, the code of conduct, how we measure our lives, the standards that we bring. And our qualities is what we do um, to live our lives. Those are the characteristics, the attributes, they're our traits, our personality. And those three things are so important because they make us who we are. If you want to upset people, go against their values. But if you want to get the best out of people, realize what their values are. What are your values? What are your top five values? Do you know them? Often people talk about integrity and yet they choose to live against themselves they're in cognitive dissonance or internal civil war. They say one thing and do another. But think about this. Your values make up who you are. They're defining often your beliefs and your identity. And if you know what your values are, 
you can start living them to the full. I'd ask you to work out where your top five are. Put them on your fridge. Start seeing every day you can live life with purpose and be living your values. Remember, number four is, um, is leave people and places better than you find them. Number six, the power of giving back. There's a lovely term called rack. It's random acts of kindness. How many times do you see people doing the littlest of things, the smallest of things that can bring real joy to people? The kindness, the thoughtfulness, the remembering things about people. How many times do we pay it forward if somebody looks after us, we give back? The easiest way to find happiness and fulfillment, I think, is to give to others. Most people are so hell-bent on looking after themselves that they forget to give to others. When we are selfless and we give to others, that's when we can get a tremendous amount of joy in our world. And I remember when I was 17 years old, I decided to cycle from Land's End to John O'Groats. Didn't know if I could make it. And I was pedaling for Africa, the famine appeal. And I remember um, stopping in Cornwall in a little village. And there was a pub called the Pheasant Inn. And all I wanted to do was drink beer and probably give up. And I had, you know, almost a thousand miles to go on a bike. And I decided that I would sit there. I had no money. I had 50 pounds to do the whole trip. But the lady who ran the Pheasant Inn, sadly, she's died now. She was pretty elderly. She said, no, you're not drinking beer. You're going to drink tea. I'm going to feed you. You are going to have whatever you want on the menu. And you're going to sleep here for free. And in the morning, you'll have breakfast and I will fill your panniers with chocolate and food. And I think there are people in this world that are prepared to give deeply to others. If you can give deeply, if you can give back, it's like the law of the boomerang. You throw it out and it comes back. And it comes back 10 times, the law of tenfold. Throw it out and it'll come back. The power of giving back. That's number six. Number seven is how we manage our time and our energy. We all have a bank account of time. We have the same amount of years, of months, of weeks, of days, of hours, of minutes, of seconds. And that's the one thing that every single one of us has. But some of us are in credit and some of us are in debt. What do you do to put in to those years and to those months, those weeks, those days, those hours? What do you do to get the best out of your time? With your energy, how's your sleep? Do you exercise enough? How's your mental health? What do you eat? What do you drink? Are you hydrated? Are you filling your mind with positive or negative? Is your internal chimp running wild? Perhaps, as Stephen Covey talks about, put time into things that are not urgent, but they're important. If you can put time into those and be proactive in life, it's very powerful. Say no to the things that are not urgent and not important, that are urgent to other people but not important to you. If it's not important, don't do it. You know, cut out all that stuff that wastes your time and start putting time into the stuff that gives you energy and power. And above all, use your time effectively. It's the most precious thing we've got. Remember, number five is live your values. And number six is the power of giving back. Number seven, 
is manage your time and your energy. Number eight is build relationships with people. There are some people that are mountain people, and there are some people that are valley people. What are you? Are you somewhere in between, or are you a mountain person? People tend to move towards positive people, and we tend to move away from, from those mood hoovers, energy thieves, the people that, uh, that just take our power away from us. And I'm going to say something which perhaps conflicts with the number four, which is leave people in places better than you find them. And that is move away from the people that take away your power, that take away your energy, that don't give back. Another way to look at it is there are people that are fillers and there are people that are dippers. How many times do you see that people ring you and they want something from you and they only ring you when they want something or they need something from you? There's a lovely saying, which is I heard from a a farmer, Farmer Tom, who I often camp in his field. And he said to me, Jack, think about donkeys. He said, sometimes the harder that, sorry, he said, the more you feed the donkey, the harder it kicks you. Are you feeding donkeys that are really getting you nowhere? So avoid those who take away your energy. Look at who really looks after you, who really cares for you. You know, perhaps write down those nine people that are the closest to you that we perhaps take for granted because they're so close to us. And then start to really invest in them. Start to work out who are those people that you love the most, that you want to start caring for the most. And perhaps look at those nine people and send this podcast to them. Build relationships with people. Number nine is embrace positive change. For years on the bottom of um, all of my uh, letters, it would say powerful change comes from positive people. We've all been through huge amounts of change over the last few years. And perhaps what we're all looking for is just a bit of stability in our lives. But actually embrace the positive change. And I use the word positive. Because if you do something over and over again, it becomes an action. Beyond that, it'll become a habit. It takes 21 days to change a habit. I remember seeing in the chemist, it said, if you want to stop smoking or if you want to take up something, 21 days to change a habit. And I got 100 people to join me in this 21-day challenge. It's enough to, to rewire. And after 21 days, it becomes a style. Beyond that, it'll become an attitude or an approach. And beyond that, it'll become a culture. Think about what the culture is of your society. What is the culture of your country? If you're not happy with it, be that change. Be the guy that goes and picks up litter. Be the person that goes and does something different. Don't just complain, but go and do something about it. I want to talk with you a little bit about mosquitoes and starfish. There was a boy a young boy walking along the beach with his father and there were starfish all over the beach. And the young boy picked up one of the starfish and threw it back into the sea. And the father turned to the boy and he said, well, that's going to make no difference. There are thousands of them. And the young boy turned to his father and he said, it made a difference to that one. Ever spent a night in a tent with a mosquito? The smallest of things can have the biggest impact And many of us just think about 
what we could do, the small things, the picking up the litter, as I mentioned with the guy on the road, that wanted no thanks or no praise. He just wanted to do it because he wanted to make a difference. As Mahatma Gandhi once said, be the difference you want to see in this world. So I'd like to recap on the nine. Remember, the first one is about focusing on a positive and compelling future. The second one is about positive mindset. Third is about self-reliance. The fourth is about leaving people and places better than you find them. The fifth is live your values. The sixth is the power of giving back. Seventh is about managing your time and your energy. The eighth is about building relationships with people. And the ninth is about positive change. So here's my challenge to you. Please forward this to nine people that look after you, that you love, that you care about, that fill your bucket. Pass this to them and see if they can start living these incredible principles of personal excellence. Many thanks. The next podcast will be on team development. Thank you.